We them guys, let me bring you on the block. This the movie, Red Box. We don't like the Red Sox. Fire hydrants on blast when the town get hot. Drink tequila by the ounce at the hookah spot. If you ain't from here, you cannot survive here. But you with the crew, so you can come disguise here. Step up in our shoes, let us give you the news. And tell you all the things that others who scared to. My city worldwide, so how can I fear you? We wasn't raised on the sick code, I'ma spare you. This is not a scene that you can compare to. You might as well soak it all in while you here, dude. Cause this is the birthplace of rap, R.I.P. the pun. Couple more seconds in the show's begun. I said, birthplace of rap, R.I.P. the pun. Couple more seconds in the show's begun. And that's from the Bronx with love, from the Bronx with. Bronx with love, from the Bronx with. Bronx with love, from the Bronx with. Welcome to From the Bronx with Love, a podcast where we explore pop culture, food, music, and as a bonus, random rants all done with a multicultural lens. We're your hosts, Karen and Dom. Welcome, everyone. Dom, how's Hello. April treating you so far? Um, No April Fool's jokes, which is nice. <laughs> um, Very well. I am liking... I'm liking the daylight savings. Oh, yes. So I would just like... Excuse me. Let's start again. Sorry. So okay. I would just like the weather to be much nicer. <laughs> it is a little chilly for April. Yeah. Yeah. But not, I can't say any bad things so far. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's surprising. Dom's not, you know, in a hospital gurney. <laughs> Dom's not like... Calling from the doctor's office. <laughs> Shocker. Dom is healthy and liking uh, more sunlight. Yes. Well, Shocker. that's only going to be for, I guess, like the next two months because once the humidity starts. Oh, Dom's going to, you're going to hear more. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> How are you? I am doing well. Let's see. What did I do? Oh, for April Fool's. Uh, I was at home that day and I was watching mm-hmm. The Price is Right. And I don't know, it's one of my favorite shows to watch when I am home during the week. And so I, I accidentally thought that some of the prices that they were giving away were real. And then I realized, oh, no, wait, that's April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, speaking of April Fool's, I think Romeo Santos did some type of joke for his fans mm-hmm. where he uploaded a photo of uh you remember he used to be in the in this original band called aventura right yes okay so he posted a picture of one of their previous albums and said that Basically, he told his fans that they were going to come back with a new song. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And I guess everyone got excited because they're like, oh, my God, Aventura is reuniting and they're coming out with a new song. And then he uploaded another video apologizing about the April Fool's joke because it turns out that some of his fans got super offended that he did that joke. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Y'all. I know that's what I was thinking, but you never know. There, there might be like some hardcore Aventura fans out there. <laughs> oh my goodness! Bringing me back to like 2007. So that's what what's been happening on social media due to April Fools. And let's see what else have I been up to. 
Oh, I finished watching on my blog. Oh, I yeah. finished watching Santa Clarita Diet. Yes. I'm all caught up with Superstore. Oh, me with too. With Blackish and Grownish. Oh, you're doing the work. So that should tell you how my weekend was. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been consuming a lot of content. But yeah, um, awesome. have you... Have you watched the on my block yet? No, not yet. I actually so I was disgusting. Um I watched Santa Clarita in Which one? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard someone said which one? That was Siri. <laughs> oh wow. I'm on my phone. Um sorry. Uh so I um <laughs> we can start from here. I was gross, and I watched Santa Clarita in one full sitting. So I think I saw the notification for it at 8.50. This, mm-hmm. is how, this is how weird I remembered it. I saw it at 8.50, so like 8.53, turned it on, didn't go to sleep until 4.15 a.m. I can't believe it. Yeah. I remember, I remember when you texted me. And then you texted the group chat because we mm-hmm. have a group chat with uh, another friend of ours, Peggy. And I told you I was going to start watching it, which I did. Mm-hmm. But then you know me. Once I'm in the bed, I'm just like knocked out. Mm-hmm. So I didn't finish watching it until the next day. And I thought I was going to be the first one to finish it out of the group. But no, no turns out you beat me. Yeah. <laughs> I beat the people who are probably on Santa Clarita. They probably, like, haven't even watched it themselves. <laughs> oh, and another thing, I finally watched uh, Get Out. <gasps> yes. Ooh. I watched it last night. But I was texting my friend while I was watching it. And, yeah, that family just made me cringe. It made me uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know. Ugh. It was just... A lot. And I, I wanted to watch half of it and then go to bed because I was feeling sleepy. But I really had to know what happened. And it still left me with some questions. Yeah. So that'll definitely be a diff- another episode. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to put it out there that I finally watched it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. But um, yeah, going back to Santa Clarita, I watched it and afterwards because I binged so much and I was awful and I like was super behind and I stayed up until 4 a.m and then I'm also menstruating and any of our lady listeners um uterus havers know when (laughs) that time comes around you are extra lagged because like there's just so much fatigue so I actually have not been watching television since then um, yeah, <laughs> I have a couple of audiobooks. I had to sign up for Audible again because with the film that I constantly talk about on this podcast, I have to do a lot of um, research and reading and I'm finding that like taking three heavy like history books out and trying to read them isn't as efficient use of my time. So I'm, I've just been listening to a lot of lectures and, uh, audiobooks oh okay (laughs) so I have been consuming content I have not been able to like watch on my block or anything like that because I switched over to actually being productive (laughs) okay so you're doing the adult thing 
Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I like, you can, Karen, you can tell everyone how much we had to push back recording this because I haven't been feeling well. But even in that, like, it it takes nothing to have an audio book on. So like, that's what I've been doing while laying on my bed and eating macaroons. (laughs) macaroons i haven't had them in a while Mm -hmm. okay don't worry it's sound being in bed eating macaroons sounds amazing Mm -hmm. obviously i know you were in pain so Mm -hmm. the more comfy you were and surrounded by sweets the better yeah (laughs) any tips on how you got over the cramps um, well, you helped me with one, which is peppermint tea. Yes. Um, I double, I made it really strong, so I put two bags and I steeped it for like fifteen minutes. Whoa. So like, very, very strong peppermint. Um, and uh, rest. And I actually really try because I feel a lot of um, uh, lower abdominal pressure because um, when you have a uterus and this happens <laughs> it kind of expands and you're, that's why you're bloated so I try like not to sit a lot that's why I lay down a lot and like mm-hmm. sleep helped a lot okay around did you take any painkillers uh, Tylenol and then melatonin <laughs> so I can knock right out <laughs> that day actually it was like my um all-nighter all caught up to me and then I did not um set an alarm so I woke up at like eleven fifty eight. I yeah, fell asleep I fell asleep at eleven thirty and woke up at eleven fifty eight. So you slept for twelve hours? Mm-hmm. It was glorious. Girl. But then I I was so useless. Like I wasn't tired. Right. Like when I woke up, I was like, oh, I'm well rested. But my my brain was like, but we're not doing anything else. <laughs> I was like, this is so rude. Why? Why am I? I envy people who are like, they can push through things. Because I would, I, would, I would say this to Karen um, when we would go into work. I'd be like, how do people like, how? How do people like just get up and do things while menstruating? Like, I don't understand it. And I wish I could be one of those people who like, could just be like, I don't know, on adrenaline or on some kind of hormone that's not estrogen and just like push through it. But I'm like, I can't even drive sometimes when the pressure is like this big. Oh, well, for me, it's not as bad. And I always push through it. Mm -hmm. And let's see. I usually try to have Mido with me when I know like the date gets close I know the cramps will hit me hard and I just move a little bit slower mm-hmm. but I still get through my things yeah I mean you've had cramps since like the time you've had your period right yes since the beginning of my yeah, period like I've always had them so new for me because with the IUD that's when I started getting cramps mm. so I'm like what six months I'm like a six month old cramp baby <laughs> oh I'm still not used to it. No, I totally get it. I remember my first ones. Oh, my God. I felt like I couldn't even get up from the chair. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going through puberty again. Because the ironic thing is 
I um, had an IUD, I had an IUD inserted because of my menstrual um, issues, and the biggest issue was menstruating twice a month. I am happy to report that doesn't happen anymore since I've had this treatment. But ironically, <laughs> the one thing I never had, which were cramps, I have been getting more. Wow. So it's like periods are never gonna be unless like I fully remove my uterus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're never so gonna like, be nothing like easy to get over. Exactly. So I'm I'm happy that I'm not doing this twice a month. So the one time a month, it's just like. Kind of a little painful, but I'm still able to be better than I was two and a half years ago. So Yeah. Oh, now that we're on that topic of periods, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw what I tweeted last week about getting hot flashes. What? Yes. So I got my period last week as well. And that very first day, I don't know, out of nowhere, like I started feeling super hot, even though it was cold. And I thought it was because I had like, you know, a a warm sweater. So I took it off. But then it was like that cold sweat. Like Mm -hmm. that's what it was. And I imagine it's similar to hot flashes. I'm not 100% sure. But it was just terrible. Like the the body temperature was just out of whack. And it, it only happened that very first day that I had my period. My mm-hmm. goodness. Can you imagine? I, I mean, I don't know if this is a thing and if anyone has ever gone through it, but like early menopause? <laughs> yes, it's called perimenopausal. That's what I thought I had. Oh. Yeah. Well, Dom, you're still in your 20s. I already you can get my it, 30s. Yeah, you can get it from like 25 to um, 40-something. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, I will explain all this to you. I've done all the research. <laughs> You're like a doctor, though. I unfortunately have not, I'm not going to say I am, but like I've been able to do a lot of research because of like ailments that I have um, and like other ailments that my like family might have had. Um, but it's like unfortunate because they really wanted me to be a doctor and I'm like, no, never. And then I'm like kind of semi falling into it, but I'm not <laughs> going to go to school for it (laughs) well I was just so freaked out about it I was like what is this yeah yeah. I mean that's happened to me before um in my sleep I've had that happen to me in my sleep while I was on my period I mean it's all it's like the same hormone yeah so like the same thing that like makes you bleed makes gets helps you get pregnant is the same thing that's gonna it's just the different phases of the woman. Oh my god! It was yes. it was yeah. It was not a good experience. No. I hope I don't get them next month. And then I told my mom, and she was like, "Oh well, maybe you need to go back to juicing because I I did stop during the winter time, mm-hmm. and I noticed that while I was juicing, like the cramps weren't terrible. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm I'm going to the juice game again." Yeah, I remember the month that I was very vegan. Um, I had such a blissful period. I don't know if it's like it was just for one month and, I, you know, you need more yeah. months to test it out. But I don't know if it was a coincidence or if it was a correlation. It was very nice, though. 
Ah, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to start this month and do it continuously. So I'll keep mm-hmm. you posted on that if I see any changes. So this week we have a few things to cover just because there has been a lot going on. And one of the things that I wanted to focus on, and I think Dom, I had mentioned this to you a while ago about mm-hmm. how elderly people and technology don't really you know, go well. Mm-hmm. Obviously now it's like a child comes to this world and they already know how to use an iPad. Yeah. Okay. So obviously for them, this technology is second nature, but to some people that are older, obviously it's, it's difficult. And I started thinking about this because the MTA announced that they are going to phase out the Metro card. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Well, not everyone is a New York native. Mm -hmm. So let me give some background info. Years ago, probably in the 90s, there were tokens. Mm -hmm. And probably, I guess, like in the late 90s, they started introducing the Metro card. Right. But tokens were still available, obviously, as they phased them out as well. So now all we know is the Metro card. But what they, what the MTA wants to do now, I'm assuming to reduce the amount of metro cards being produced and I guess to save according to them. Now they want to introduce this electronic way of paying, which is basically through your iPhone and it's the new tap and go. That's what they're calling it. So they're going to, they're starting in May, 2019 but I know I saw um, I saw someone's Instagram story, and I think they already have them in Wall Street because they're going to start with the four, five, and six lines. And from what I know, I believe you put money on this electronic card and then add it to your Apple Wallet or I don't know what Android has. Mm-hmm similar to that type of wallet, and then you just tap your phone and you're into the Metro North, I mean the the train. Now, the reason why, not that I dislike it, but my parents are not the most savvy when it comes to electronic things, you know, like, paying with a credit card or with your phone because I know that like CVS and a few other stores, you can have that system where you just pay with your phone. Mm -hmm. So I'm just worried about older people and people coming to this country because not everyone new coming to this country will have a smartphone and a bank account and all of this information ready to to load their Metro card. Yeah. So that is kind of my concern. And then another thing is what happens if your phone freezes? Because right. you know these phones act crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or you lose it or something happens to it. 
Or you're me who never charges her phone. There we go. And then what the hell are you going to do when you're not even going to be able to use your phone to get into the train? Right. So I'm not sure if they've given this enough thought. And I know that at the beginning, they tried to reduce the amount of Metro cards. And so that's why if you reuse the one you already had and loaded that with more money, then they wouldn't charge you the $1 fee. But if you wanted a new card, you would have to pay an additional dollar, which I don't know. I don't know about you, Tom, but for me, I've been using the same card that I have since like a while ago. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if this also is going to reduce the amount of um, the, the people that are at the booths. Oh, that's a good, yeah. Yeah, because if, if you're already going to, to load this card with money from like the comfort of your home with a few clicks, then why do you really need to talk to someone in those booths? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's another concern because then there's going to be a lot of people without jobs. Since we're on the topic of the MTA, prepare your wallet because the fare is also increasing this month. This and is so rude. I am so... Uh, this is like... <sighs> First, it's like so technocratic to think you can fix like fundamental things mm-hmm. like transportation with like technology that's not even all that accessible to people. Yeah. Like, it, and then also you're going to raise the state. Like, I just like, I don't like, I really don't understand. Like, how are you taxing us and then making us pay in addition? Exactly. It is public transportation. Yes. And I think also they're raising the, the, um, the tolls as well on certain bridges, I believe. Yeah, they always do that shit. Yeah, and they claim that the reason why they're doing that is so that they can repair them. But if they're already taking our tax money, what the hell are they doing with it? So just for, like, reference, the seven-day unlimited MetroCard is going from $32 to $33. Oh and goodness. the 30-day Metro card will go from 121 to 127 now. That, so I don't want to pull, like, a whole, like, oh, NJ Transit is, like, way more expensive. I mean, there's reasons why it's way more expensive. But, mm-hmm. like, 127 is a lot of money. Yep. Because I remember, I remember, I am old enough to remember when it was 116. So from 116 to 127, oh, yeah, it was a huge jump. Yes. In a small amount of time. But I will say, NJ Transit from Rockland County to New York monthly is $308. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whew, when you told me that price, wow. Yeah, like um, a lot of jobs will have... Um, Flexible spending accounts for mm-hmm. um, transportation, and none of it covers. Like I haven't been to, I haven't had a price point that's ever fully covered my ticket. I've always had to pay out of pocket for the, yeah. the rest. Because I think most of them will just cover one hundred and twenty-one. Well, now it's going to be one hundred and twenty-seven because mm-hmm. that's what the new metric card or the unlimited, the monthly one is going to cost. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oof, it's getting so expensive. 
and the service. I don't see and it improving. Not even, not, not even that it's not improving. It's not there. Yeah. It's like, sometimes I wonder if it's just better to like wake up to, um, hours ahead of time and just walk to where we have to go. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just all go on a general strike. <laughs> Except for, like, maybe hospitals. Oh, yes. <laughs> that is crucial. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what's been going on with the MTA lately. So, time to budget again, because I know that for a lot of people, a monthly metro card is already expensive. So, now mm-hmm. going to 127 I don't know. It's just crazy. And even though, oh, here's another thing that I wanted to point out. So you know how now the minimum wage went up? I believe now it's $15, right? Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know of a few people who work in restaurants and mm-hmm. obviously at first they were excited because they're like, yay, we're going to make my money. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Their employer took hours away. Oh my God. Yep. And that. When people started complaining, the employer said, okay, I take at least one hour or two from everyone, or I let go of some people. Capitalism is a disease. There is no reason to do that. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) even though the money to pay. Yeah, exactly. So now, even though they're promoting this as like you know oh great thing that the Mm -hmm. the minimum wage went up but some employers are taking hours away so if you think about it it's basically the same thing I know (laughs) that that happens I've heard of um, places where they do have like decent pay um and there is a like you can get insurance but in order for you to not get insurance through the employer, they'll cap your work at 35 hours or something like that. Just mm-hmm. so you wouldn't be considered full-time, so you won't get any benefits. Yes. Oh, you're right. I didn't even think about that. And that's like, that should be borderline. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this feels so, so good. Yeah, well, speaking of messed up, mm-hmm. um, this also is from social. Like, all we do is just like we're on social media, and then we're like, guys, let's tell you what we've been doing when we haven't been doing anything at all except scrolling through Twitter. <laughs> love us regardless. Karen, did you know that there's three Mexicos? Interesting. So, which one do I belong to now? I'm not sure, but according to Fox News, um, Trump announced in his baby tantrum that he will not be giving foreign aid to, I want to say, Guatemala, El Salvador, and um, Honduras. Mm -hmm. Um, And according to Fox News, which is the pinnacle of journalism, um, they said Trump is not going to be, you know, giving aid to three Mexican countries. And I'm like, that... (laughs) is wrong not only is that wrong like you don't know geography that is so (laughs) telling on yourself racist (laughs) so mind-bogglingly racist i'm just like how who what 
I need answers. I need names. What's going on? Please make sure like I'm, this isn't a dream or something. Now there's three Mexicans. <laughs> okay. But here's something that I was thinking. Yeah. What if it was a typo? <laughs> Even if, like, I don't understand, like, how you could make that a typo. Like, Mexico isn't even part of the conversation. I'm just putting that thought out there because I know I'm thinking of a few um, typos. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's kind of, like, a huge typo to make. Yeah, it's, like, it, it, it's like saying you're going to go swimming, but then you end up at the track field. Like, <laughs> that's not even, what kind of mistake is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what yeah. kind of mistake is that? Like, it, like, Mexico's not even in the conversation. In the press release, the three countries are named. Uh-huh. Like, so for you to say those are three Mexican countries, you have a fundamental misunderstanding about ce- Central America. <laughs> and do you know if they ever responded to that? You know what? I don't actually. Me either. Like I never looked into it. I just thought it was really funny because obviously people are like, what? Three Mexicos. And then, you know, all these memes and things started to come up. But I was curious to see like, well, I'm sure they, they've heard about it already. So right. Yeah. I was just curious as to if they have responded or not. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, I actually want to look it up. Three Mexicos. <laughs> it's, it's so, I mean, it like reminds me though, like growing up, um, if you, I wish people were better with Latin America, to be honest, because the fact that like people call people who speak Spanish, Spanish is like one annoying to me yeah. because no. You're Spaniard <laughs> mm-hmm. if you're talking about Spanish people and everyone else is like Latino and they speak Spanish, but then also not every Latino person is a native Spanish speaker. Yep. Because Brazil is a Latino country and they speak Portuguese. Belize is a Latino country. They speak um, a variation of Creole and uh, English. Uh, Haiti, <laughs> yes, which is like the founding uh, country in that entire region. And if we're going to talk about like Haiti and the Bahamas being the two major places where Christopher Columbus settled to create this whole hemisphere, um, is Latino and speaks French. Like it's so irritating. So then that would also be really irritating to me growing up. So people would be like, oh, yeah, Spanish people. And then they would say Spanish people in reference to um, people who are Mexican. But then they would also call everyone who is Latino Mexican. Yeah. And I'm like... I remember, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I used to hear that a lot in middle school. Yeah, I was going to say, in middle school, it was, <laughs> it was like an epidemic. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not I, saying it's an epidemic like the Mexicans. No, no, no. I know, but I was thinking like, okay, please, there's that's impossible. Right. Yeah, I'm saying like this whole ideology in yeah. middle school was an epidemic, and it's like, wait, we should be, we should 
been learning these things in middle school, not saying all this nonsense, like what's going on with our education system where we're not? Yeah, I remember it used to piss me off a lot in middle school because obviously the minute they heard someone talking Spanish, they thought they were Mexicans. Mm -hmm. And you know how all those like negative things about Mexicans started to come up? What do you think, that this whole school then is Mexican? I know, they just think the 21 or 23 countries, let me see, I'm being bad, but like the 20 plus countries that are, you know, in the global south, um, <laughs> are, it's just Mexico. Yeah, exactly. Everything's Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like a very weird, um, it's very, it's a very weird tell to have hegemony, like everyone be the same, mm-hmm. which I want us to all be the same with regards to our humanity. Like yes. we're all <laughs> humans. Right. And I want to celebrate our difference. Like I don't want to wash over Mexican heritage and say like, oh, this thing that's happening in Puerto Rico is also Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. Yeah, like we should, we all deserve human rights because obviously we're all humans, no matter what country we come from. Mm -hmm. But then also we have some differences when it comes to our culture and like traditions. So, but that doesn't mean that we all come just from one country. And And it shows how ignorant they are because it's just like, oh, what? So you only think Mexico exists? So it's just Mexico and the United States? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what kind of supremacist nonsense is this? <laughs> yeah. It is wild. But also, the reason why I wanted to talk about the three Mexicos too is like, I am learning so much with all my audiobooks <laughs> and all the lectures that I'm reading. Yeah. But there is such a really strong history and a tie-in that I am... I'm so disappointed with, even though I actually, I don't know if you knew this, but in high school, I was inducted into the National History um, uh, Honor Society. Okay. Yeah. So I, like, that's how much of a history buff I am. I got a 98 on my history. And I was able to, that's how I was able to get that Honor Society. Wow. The National Honor Society for History. So I love history. And I actually don't understand why I didn't become a historian, but like, part of like my like reading novels and reading stories and reading the dictionary I've always been interested in origins like that's why Mm -hmm. I read the dictionary because I wanted to know where this word came from because I'm weird so I've always been interested in like origins and stories and like things that like inform our present I really believe strongly that history is here so we understand our present right Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very, very, I'm like so close to, if I don't remove my uterus and I do have children, I'm homeschooling them because I'm so irritated with the American educational system. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to rewrite the textbooks. Yes, I am. I am. <laughs> I have been learning so much though about like the antebellum South, um, Texas and the Mexican-American War. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why are all of these things so divorced from one another? Like, you just learn, sometimes you just learn about slavery and that's it. And you yeah. then learn a little bit about abolitionism and then you're like, oh, and then that's it. And then we're done and there's reconstruction and then boop, black people, that's it. 
Mm-hmm. You know I mean? But then you don't learn about like the um, what it means to be an American citizen. That was actually decided during slavery it's not it wasn't something that was decided with like the immigration question in the united states and that is something that ties into immigration though you know what i'm saying yes like if we don't know these things how are we going to understand like the context for what is happening right now? Oh yeah. Oh, you make a, such a good point. And it <laughs> reminded me about this video that uh, I saw on Twitter mm-hmm. about this man. He was driving a car, but I think he's also like starting to become like a, an immigration lawyer. Mm-hmm. And he had two undocumented people in his car, obviously, because they were just coming from the court. And the police decided to stop them, and they wanted to check the car and basically ask for everyone's ID. And then this young man knew his rights and said, no, you cannot. Yes. And then, you know, because he was educated and knew about every single little thing that, you know, the policeman or immigration would need in order to search the car that the police couldn't get away with it. You remember what video I'm talking about? I do know. Yeah. I briefly remember what you're talking about. Like I've, I've seen it. I haven't really like watched it, watched it because I've seen it like scrolling through, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was reading the comments and they were like, yeah, because we all have to be educated so that, We don't let things like this happen. Mm -hmm. And obviously, that's what all these officials prey on, the fact that not everyone is aware of how Mm -hmm. all these legal procedures function. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I wish, like, I really wish that people understood that, like, laws don't happen in a vacuum. There is a historical (laughs) context for why we have the laws we have. Yeah. For why we have some of the communities that we have. For why education is sometimes a little skewed. For why reproductive uh, rights are a little skewed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. For why sometimes there's going to be multiple communities of people spanning from Colorado to California who don't have clean water. This this doesn't happen in a vacuum. It's not just, oh, this is how things are. There are things that have been done by design that have historical precedents that inform our social and cultural and legislative frameworks. Yep. Yeah. So all of that comes out of the three Mexicos. Cause I, <laughs> you know, we need free education, but we got to make sure this education is good quality. <laughs> that is true. Teaching them, teaching the future, the future. Mm hmm. Yeah, teaching the future just exactly how things happen and not twisting things. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to, uh, he's actually a Nobel Prize winning historian, Eric Forner, and he um, he's written a ton about um, the, the slavery and um, Reconstruction. And he, in an interview, he said... Um, historians are the enemy of the state and he said that not because like you know historians intentionally go after you know leaders or whatnot but a historian that's really going to write critically 
from a critical lens is absolutely going to lay out the story that, you know, they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know how the state was built. They just want you to know that the state was built and we're independent and yay. Yep. But they don't want you to like, or they understand that slavery happened. Yeah. But they don't want you to focus on how, How yeah, how it happened and how the fact that the whole point of capitalism is to minimize your costs and maximize your profits. You can absolutely minimize your costs by not paying slaves. And this is how you build an economy. Yeah. Well, that's why they say knowledge is power. Yeah. This is how you build an economy. Yep. And then this is how you grow a nation with uh, expansion and you expand into Mexico's territory so much so that you have a war with them. You expand into territories of indigenous people so much so that you try to kill them. And this is how we were built. <laughs> you, look at you giving us a history lesson. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great that you're doing all of this research, obviously, you know, because of your documentary, but also it's important to, to know how things happen exactly rather than read it off of some textbook that was written by someone that didn't even go through it. Mm-hmm. Or someone who benefits probably yes. because of class or color um, for having really nice narratives about their kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anything else you want to add oh no i was just gonna say um if you want more uh history um when we launch our patreon for 80 dollars, i'll be a tutor (laughs) (laughs) don will have her history 101 (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean i talk a lot about like abolishing super systems like capitalism but we still live here. <laughs> and Dom has a skincare routine to keep up. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, this feels so, so good. So, moving on to our highlights, Dom, anyone on your mind? We, I am really excited. I say we, like I, I put any work into this, even though Shida has been so, so generous in giving me a little bit of credit in this. Oh. But <laughs> um, in addition to the um, documentary we're working on, I'm really happy to say that Shida has been doing such amazing work and is finally, you know, ready and tickets are out on sale for the first ever Grenadian Film Festival. Um, Yeah, May 3rd, I believe, to the 5th. Um, We can link the film festival in the description box. But yeah, if you guys want to, um, it's still a month or so out, um, buy a ticket, you know, go enjoy some Caribbean weather and go check out some great Caribbean, African, diaspora movies. Beautiful. Yeah. And she's a Bronx native, so. Oh, there you go. We got we to gotta support. I love all the work she does. You mm-hmm. already know. And I think it's great that she managed to put together this festival. Mm-hmm. 
So yes, definitely, if you can, buy a ticket, go support. I don't have anyone to send to hell. I can't think of anything. Me neither. Um, All right. I think yeah. we did a lot of... Uh, not we didn't send to hell anyone in our main segment, but we did kind of like complain about what is going on. So oh, I definitely voiced my opinion. <laughs> so that accounted for our go to hell segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is it, everyone, for this episode. Please make sure to leave us a review on iTunes because that really matters. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And if you have any questions or want to do a collab or anything like that, you can email us at fromthebronxwithlove at gmail.com. Perfect. Everyone, have a safe week. Bye. This podcast was executive produced by Karen Almonte. You can follow us on social media to keep up with your favorite Bronx ladies. From the Bronx with Love is part of Anthology House Media.